Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro in a most unusual week for the Eagles after that loss on Sunday to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the Eagles have been in a weird predicament this week, particularly at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, missing practice throughout the week, did not work at all Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, amid reports that he had suffered a stress fracture in his back. So on Friday, head coach Doug Peterson stepped to the microphone at his press conference at the Novacare Complex and addressed the status of the franchise quarterback. Here's what I can confirm, that he has a stress injury, that this thing has evolved over time, and it requires zero surgery to heal, a stress injury. The good news for Wentz and for the Eagles is, according to Peterson, the injury will require no surgery, and Peterson estimates that the full recovery could take up to three months. Wentz will make the trip to Los Angeles, and the Eagles would consider playing the franchise quarterback if and only if, here is Doug Peterson. If we put him out there, there has to be 100% that there's no risk of anything further. The timeline of Wentz's injury is this. He was on the injury report early in the season in October when he was limited in two practices, but he played through any pain. He's been able to practice every single day of the season until this week. The Eagles getting back on the practice field on Wednesday without Wentz. Nick Foles taking the reps at practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Earlier in the week on Tuesday, as Peterson says, tests were done on Wentz, so let's establish some of the timeline per the head coach. Well, I mean, we're still gathering a lot of information. He had a test done on Tuesday and then everything since that point. So everything's evolved up until Tuesday. Until you do a scan, you don't know. So just to make sure that everyone understands the prognosis for Wentz, he will be fine, says Peterson, as the Eagles follow the proper protocol for treatment in the future. Peterson, during his playing days, had a back injury, one that is different than what Wentz has, as Peterson explains both the difference between the injuries and the long-term outlook for the franchise quarterback. The information is that it required, number one, no surgery, which is a positive. Mine didn't need surgery either, but mine was completely different. Mine was a transverse process that was broke off with some other damage back there. So two different injuries. And the fact that he doesn't need surgery on this is the best news that you could possibly have on anybody that has a stress fracture or stress injury in this case. So that is the very latest for the Eagles from the quarterback position. Nick Foles taking the reps on Friday. Practice. Foles not made available to the media on Friday. So it is an interesting situation. Let's go into the locker room and talk to some players about this most, well, odd position the Eagles are in at quarterback. Zach Ertz, maybe the best friend that Wentz has. Two guys have been very close on and off the field. Great success for both of them. Ertz, very aware that Wentz is working through an injury. So on that standpoint, there is concern from Ertz. But should Nick Foles be the starting quarterback, Ertz has no concern that Foles, the reigning Super Bowl most valuable player, will deliver on Sunday night in prime time against the 11-2 Rams. He's still trying to get better. That's the thing you respect about Nick. Nate Sudfeld, those two have been working on the side all year. It's not like they've just been in the dumps because they're not the starting quarterback. They're still working hard each and every day. I mean, you could see that there's been a growth in both of their play throughout the year. That's why everyone loves those guys. Everyone respects them. They're viewed extremely highly within this organization because of the way they approach every day. Dealing with injury is always tough, whether he plays this week or whether he plays the rest of the year. He's definitely doing everything he can to play. This year hasn't gone the way we all thought it was. Obviously, he wanted to play each and every game. But I care about him as a person, first and foremost. And I'm here for him, obviously. He knows that. 
I just want everyone to know that everyone's got full confidence in the guy. No one's asking him to do too much. We just want him to be himself. But at the same time, guys love playing for him. Guys love his personality. And I just wanted everyone to know, I wanted him to know that everyone had his back. This is a family. This is a family team. We truly care for one another. And I wanted him to know that, hey, we all have your back here and just go out and play to the best of your abilities. We're not asking you to do any more or any less than that. I don't know, guys just kind of shout who they want to have, kind of break the team down to start practice. And I saw Nick. I think a lot of guys saw Nick and just kind of called him out. Yeah, it's not lost on us, for sure. I don't believe in coincidences, really, but it's just the way it is. I wish I wish Carson was out there each and every week, but at the same time, it is weird that it is this week. I didn't play last year here, so I'm excited to get back out there. I mean, it's tough. Obviously, injuries are part of the game. You understand that playing in this league for as long as I have, but at the same time, you never want to see anyone injured. You don't want to see a guy that works so hard to get back to play each and every game. You don't want anyone to get hurt that that's that talented, obviously. But at the same time, injuries are part of the game, which is unfortunate. It's probably the worst part of this game, worst part of this league. And unfortunately, it's the next man up mentality because the Rams aren't going to feel bad for us if Nick is out there or if Carson's out there. I mean, I don't think any decision has been made on who's officially playing. Stuff. What kind of adjustment is there when you change quarterback? How do you feel about that? I mean, the timing is a little different. Some guys see the game differently. I think Carson and I have been, we've played together for so long that we see the game extremely similarly. He can always trust me to get open. He understands how I'm going to run routes. And you just got to replicate that with the next guy. A lot of talking this time of year, you're not getting a ton of extra reps because your bodies really can't handle that much extra work this time of the year. But there's a lot of communication going on in between periods, in between reps. What do you see? What do you think I need to do better? A lot of that sort of thing. So we're just trying to get on the same page. The good news is that Nick is not new here. Uh, everyone's played with him that's on his team now besides probably Golden and Dallas. But at the same time, we did get a lot of reps with him in training camp too. Dallas did. So we got a lot of confidence in Nick. The game plan may change a little bit if he's out there, but not too much because we're so confident in his abilities. That thought echoed by Jordan Matthews, Eagles wide receiver, who was asked about the quarterback position, of course, during the week. I know enough about Carson, obviously, to know that, you know, he'll play through anything. Tough guy. It doesn't surprise you that he's willing to play through anything like that, you know, for his teammates. Everybody here thinks highly of him. And so we just want the guy to get better, obviously. We're here for him. For whatever the process looks like, we all don't know, obviously. But at the same time, whatever that process looks like for him to get better, we want to be there for him. I mean, he's going to handle it like a champion. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he's the best young quarterback in the league. I think, hands down, he was even playing at a high level with what he was dealing with. And I don't know if you know, like, going through reads, it helps to have a healthy back. So he was still going out there producing at a high level with the injury. So I think, obviously, you know, with his situation right now, sitting down, I don't think it's affecting his confidence at all. He knows who he is. He knows what he brings to the table. He knows what he means to his team. He's still out there communicating. We're talking on the sidelines in between periods. So, like I said, he's still the same guy, great teammate that he always is. Yeah, it's awesome to have a chance. I mean, that's the best thing. A lot of energy at practice. Everybody's still flying around. Everybody's well aware that if we handle, we have to handle, obviously, that uh, if the chips fall in a certain way, that we could definitely get a chance to be in the tournament. So, I think just that alone, everybody here is competitive. So, if you give guys a chance, that's going to come to the top. Everybody's going to go out there and compete. Everybody's going to try and put their best foot forward. So, that's what you're seeing in practice. Nobody's hanging their heads. Nobody is worried about what happened in Dallas. We competed in Dallas. I think everybody knows that. Everybody brought their A game. 
We just got to go out and try and uh, bring our A game again versus a really good team in LA. You know, uh, Nick obviously uh, been uh, still working with the scout team. I actually go work for the scout team all the time. So I've been running routes for the defense. So me and Nick have been having reps with each other uh, in practice the entire time. So our time is still really good. Obviously, play within my first stint here. So yeah, I'm, I think uh, everybody has confidence, obviously, in what Nick can do. And uh, I'm probably one of those guys with high level confidence in what Nick can do. Yeah, Nick's very consistent, obviously. I mean, I think everybody's kind of seen kind of what Nick obviously brought to the table last year. And he's himself. He's always going to be, you know, friendly with everybody, calm demeanor, very poised. And then he just goes out there and does his job. Still got a cannon, so he can go out there and sling it. So like I said, everybody has high level confidence in him. He's going to go out there and be fine. Now, maybe the most succinct answer of all comes from safety Malcolm Jenkins. I asked him, well, how do you feel if Nick Foles plays quarterback on Sunday? Here's what Jenkins had to say. Oh, Nick's a Super Bowl MVP. He'll be all right. I mean, they do a good job of really creating things that seem challenging with tempo. They'll use their tight ends as receivers. You know, every guy will run the same routes from different spots. So their route concepts are the same, but the players are interchangeable. So you really don't get too many tips off of formations and personnel. Don't give you a lot of time to communicate, so you can't be overcomplicated on defense. And then they got a running back who's, you know, one of the top running backs in the league that if you happen to be out of your gap just a little bit, you know, he's through your defense. So it presents a challenge and something that, you know, we struggled with a little bit last year until we kind of got settled down. So obviously learned a lot from that. Well, I mean, you can't be too simple. I mean, we do got to compete. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things we got to prepare, figure out what we can handle. But at the end of the day, yeah, we do need something that we can execute even with tempo and quick counts and all that thing. Each week, we've given you the Merrill Minute, where the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, talks about the upcoming opponent, the upcoming game, his thoughts for a minute. Instead, this week, because of the strange circumstances here, Merrill joining me on the podcast to talk about the quarterback position and the outlook for Sunday's game. Intercepted by Allen. Eric Allen down the far sideline, stepped over a man. He's going to go. They stop him again. Touchdown by The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Okay, Merrill, so I'm going to say this. This is one of the most unusual situations that I've been part of, and I've been here for a long time. How about you? Yeah, it's unusual. It's uh, unfortunate that Carson Wentz is, quote, questionable for this week's game and that he has any injury at all, and the specifics are still out there as far as we're concerned. Yeah, so Doug Peterson says that the only way Carson plays is if there's 100% chance that he won't further injure the back. Well, that's not going to happen, right? Like, you can't ever have a 100% chance in a game of football. Well, he said it's a stress injury, and then he said you could call it a stress fracture if you please. And again, my medical expertise is limited to putting a Band-Aid on a scratch. But to me, that says, and he said that he will be fine in three months. He estimated three months with um, just natural healing, those surgery, which says to me that it's highly unlikely as opposed to just absolutely certain that we're not going to see him again throughout this season. All right, so let's talk about Carson Merrill and concerns you might have about his injury past moving forward. We want him to be the quarterback here for the next 10 years. To do that, you've got to be on the field every week. Well, you do. You do. But what quarterback is on the field every week. Very, very few of them. I mean, there was a knee injury that the seemingly indestructible Tom Brady suffered that knocked him out for a full season. Yep, Peyton Manning went years and years and years, and then he had a horrible neck injury where his future was very much in doubt. He did come back to win another Super Bowl. We look at, or at least I look at, as Aaron Rodgers as the most dynamic quarterback in the game today. And Aaron Rodgers has broken his collarbone many, many times. I don't think Carson Wentz is 
brittle. I don't think Carson Wentz is injury prone, but I do think, and Doug alluded to this, that there are steps that the Eagles and Carson Wentz have to take to eliminate the probability of injuries year after year after year. And one of the things I've noticed when I watch these quarterbacks who have long streaks of playing in every game, and aside from that one injury I cited, I put Tom Brady in that category. Brady gets rid of the ball very, very quickly. It's almost like a game of pitch and catch. And Peyton Manning was like that. Eli Manning gets rid of it pretty quickly too, although I'm surprised that he hasn't been injured more than he has because he's taken a lot of hits. But that I, I have felt that Carson Wentz has held the ball too long. When you have a gifted quarterback, and I can go back historically in, in Eagles history to Randall Cunningham, there was a year that Randall Cunningham was sacked over a hundred times. Why? Because he's so gifted that he believes there's not a situation that it could occur from which he couldn't escape. So they hold it to try to make plays. And as you know, Randall had that injury where he tore his ACL and other injuries along the line. The thing about Carson Wentz, if he is to be the durable quarterback that he has to be, he's got to get rid of the ball more quickly. And that's not to say he can't run. Is he capable of changing? I mean, you're asking him to change his style. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm asking him to make some modifications. I'm not saying he can't run with the ball and then slide down or run with the ball and run out of bounds or roll out in either direction. What I'm saying is if there are no open receivers and no lanes, throw the ball away. You're going to take hits, but don't take as many hits as he's taken this season. That's what I'm saying. That's not a change of style. I'm with you on that. It's interesting, Marilyn. We don't have the answer to this question, but one of the issues out there is the next contract for Carson and how the injury history plays into the Eagles thinking with Carson. Do you have any feeling on that? Should it be a factor? Will it be a factor? Will it be tough to sign Carson to a long-term contract extension? I don't know what is going to be said between the Eagles and Carson Wentz's representative, but I don't think it should be an actual factor. It's awfully tough to get a franchise quarterback, to get a Carson Wentz, a Jared Goff, a Patrick Mahomes. When you get one of these young quarterbacks, you've got to hold on to them. They don't come along. You know, I thought the Giants, and I still believe the Giants made a big mistake this year in choosing the very gifted Saquon Barkley because when are they going to be in position again? They were second in the draft to draft a franchise quarterback. It could take years. They're winning too much this year to be in position. That doesn't mean they can't pick up a quarterback in the second round and he couldn't turn out to be Joe Montana because nobody knows that. But the likelihood of picking up one of those quarterbacks is very, very slim if you're not standing at the top of the draft. And when you are and you grab one, you better hold on to them. Merle, in the short Short term, we've got a game Sunday night against the 11-2 Rams. Nick Foles, if he is the starting quarterback, has a wonderful opportunity to play a great game in front of a national audience. We don't know what's going to happen with Nick next year. He's got a one-year deal after this year with the Eagles that a team has an option and the player has an option. How do you see Nick if he's the one who lines up at quarterback, performing with this offense against the Rams and what it potentially could mean for Nick's future? Well, I think that Nick's future is already defined by being the Super Bowl MVP. And I don't anticipate Nick Foles playing terribly against the Rams. But whether it's Carson Wentz moving the team or Nick Foles moving the team, I don't think that's the key to an Eagles win because I think they can both move the team against the Rams defense and that defense can be run on. I think the key to 
to beating the Rams to upsetting the Rams is all on the defense to keep this prolific offense from putting up circus type numbers on the board that's the key you keep the Rams under 30 points you've got a chance Merrill Reese thank you for joining on the Eagles live podcast an extended Merrill minute thank you very much Dave Earlier in the week, I had a chance to catch up with Doug Peterson for his weekly exclusive. Now, this was before we knew of the injury to Wentz. And here's what he had to say about the 11-2 Los Angeles Rams. Doug, the LA Rams, how good are they? This looks like a team that's maybe the best on your schedule this year. Yeah, they're good. Obviously, good on offense, good on defense. Special teams, we know, are spectacular. I mean, it's a solid team right now, and it's the reason why they're 11-2 and and, you know, one of the top two teams in the NFC. But, you know, we're excited about the opportunity to go back out, go out west again, and try to right the ship, obviously, try to get back on track. And we just got to make sure we take care of our business when we do it. How did you, Doug, recover from Sunday's loss? Fans have no idea what happens to a head coach. You know, on the trip back, the two and a half hour flight back, you sit and you think, you know, for me as a head coach, what is this week ahead going to look like? The guys are hurting, coaches are hurting, and to lose the way we did twice this year like that in overtime and keeping the guys engaged. And for me, I think I can point to the fact that we still control our own destiny. We make our destiny, and we still have a shot for the postseason, and that's the exciting part about it. And then once you look at the tape on Monday and you go through it and you say, hey, listen, it's not as bad as you think. Things are never as good. Things are never as bad. And there's a lot of positive to take away from this tape and to show the players, and yet there's enough to correct. So things are still right in our grasp, and we come to work and get ready to go. Can you find a way to bottle the offense from the fourth quarter on Sunday and take this into the Rams game? Is there a magical way to do that? I don't think there's a magical way. I just think the only way is to work during the week and keep things simple for the players game plan-wise. We're late in the season, three to go, and guys are fatigued and tired, but from my standpoint, got to make sure they're fresh and healthy. But there's really no magical formula. You just got to go do it. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. In this week's Press Pass, former Eagle and Hall of Fame member Brian Westbrook discusses the state of the offense, whether it's Foles or Wentz. The Eagles must run the football better, and that will be difficult to do against an outstanding Rams defense. Well, Brian Westbrook, here we are in a place where we never thought the Eagles would be when we looked at this team back in August. How'd the Eagles get here? How'd the Eagles get to 6-7? and seven? You know, slow starts. And I'm talking about from the beginning of the season. And, you know, it's very hard for teams to come back after the Super Bowl and get better and have a better record the next season. It's just hard to do that. And you have to have a foundation. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of injuries last year. We've had a lot of injuries this year. And guys that were coming back from injury haven't played up to expectations. And with that, your team ends up 6-7. and seven. You've been in this situation before. What goes through a player's mind after such a crushing loss to the arch rival Dallas Cowboys last week, back on the road this week? How tough is it for a player to get back to that emotional peak? It's very hard, but I think as a player, it's a week-to-week sport. And it's about you lost the last one, but we have another one this week. And it's not so much about your record. And because that doesn't dictate your effort. Your effort is consistent. How much you put into the game is consistent, or at least it should be. It should be all about you going out and getting better every single opportunity you have and then performing on Sunday. That's what it should be about. So for the guys on the team, it's right back to work. It's right back to getting better every single day. It's not necessarily about just the record and winning and losing football games. There is still hope to make the playoffs. Brian has to start with a win on Sunday night, so give me the game plan to beat the L.A. Rams. You know, defensively, you have to find a way to get to Jared Goff. We've seen the last couple weeks he can be gotten to as far as for the defensive line. He can be affected. You can make him struggle just a bit throwing the football. He will throw the ball to the other team. And while you do that, that means you have to be able to cover for three, four seconds on the back end. But your defensive line winning in the trenches is going to be huge. That's one of the strengths of our defense. Offensively, we have to start early. And 
and we have not done that in a while. We have to find a rhythm. We haven't had the heavy emphasis on the run game. I'm not sure that this week is the week to start that. And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to Brian Thomas and Tyler Ripley for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every week. And we're back late on Sunday night from the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum as the Eagles, big underdogs in this one, look to shock the world and really get back into the top of the picture in the wild card race in the NFC playoff picture. With everything that is going on, the Eagles still in position, should they win these final three games, to reach the postseason in 2018. A lot to look forward to. Thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E.